Welcome to the Get Out There and Get Known podcast. Join Pam Perry, veteran PR strategist, Emmy Award-winning producer and publisher of Speakers Magazine, who will show you how to crack the code in getting out there to get known. Each week, she either interviews her media friends, PR colleagues, or she just goes solo, offering you strategies on publicity, publishing, and platform building. So listen up to hear how to get booked on media places and on superstar stages. Now, here's your host, Pam Perry. All right. Hey. All right. I am so excited for this show because you hear on that sometimes Pam goes solo or sometimes she brings her media friends. So today is one of those days where I'm bringing Bria J. Brown, my media friend. And she is, not only is she in the media, but she has her own brand. So that we'll kind of split it into half, right? She does a little bit of both. But let me just read you the official bio about <laughs> Bria J. Brown. She is a CBS 62, CW50 digital producer shaping the stories of Detroit. Her passion for authentic storytelling has led her to found Bria Brown Enterprises, a portfolio of businesses, including lifestyle brand and TV show Bria Brown Live and also EPKX BBE. Uh, I guess you say EPK by BBE and mm-hmm. electronic press kit service. So I want to heard yeah. talk about that. And also BBE Gives Back Foundation and Bria Brown Merch. Bria also serves as the vice president of print for the Detroit chapter of NABJ, which is the National Association of Black Journalists, which is how we really came to know each other and that sort of thing more and more through NABJ. And every week I always say people should join NABJ, even if you're not a journalist. So welcome, Bria. Thank you so much. So for having me. Oh, you know, your brand, (laughs) Bria Brown Live. I just love what, what that is. So explain Bria Brown Live and how that all came about. Yeah, so um, it started out in college, to be completely honest with you. Um, I just wanted to pretty much create my own lane. And I knew in order to do that, I had to kind of stand out. Um, And at first it started as, you know, forever B. That's what people knew me by was my Twitter name on uh, social media at the time around campus. Um, So then that evolved into Bria Brown Live. And that was just basically showcasing my life, my aspirations, my journey, all in a live, you know, stance. Um, So yeah, that's how it started. And then that evolved into Bria Brown Enterprises, um, which is, again, like you said, a portfolio of businesses where I produce electronic press kits for people. Um, I'm also in the process of starting to do uh, websites, website development, social media marketing, social media consulting, uh, strategy, all of that, because I see it every day. So why not help those and especially help, you know, our community do that and give back to them as well. So yeah, that's how it started out. I love it. I love it. So just so that you know, Bria is very driven. She (laughs) is very passionate about a lot of things. She's passionate about Detroit. She's a Detroit storyteller. And one of the things about Bria, just letting and let you tell a little bit about how driven you are, because the communications field is very competitive. Not mm-hmm. everyone graduates from college and gets a job in media. I mean, sometimes it takes years. Sometimes people never really get in media. They just say, oh, you know, forget it. I'm just going to get a corporate job. Mm-hmm. But Bria, explain to them your journey into your first, I guess you say your first couple of media jobs and the 
the sacrifice that you made, really the sacrifice that you made in order to do, do those things. Yeah, so I started uh, in college. I went to Oakland University, go Grizzlies. Mm -hmm. And um, I started a, uh, well, let's start all the way back. I'll give you a brief synopsis of that. <laughs> okay. um, in high school, I was the first high school student to intern at WXYZ Channel 7. And that kind of gave me my first uh, foot into the media world, into the news business and all of that. And I was thrilled. I was excited. Like you said, I was driven. I was hungry. Um, every year after that in college, I decided to get an internship in my field. Um, so the first one was at the University University Communication and Marketing at Oakland University. Um, there I dealt with a lot of things of uh, doing press releases, helping with the website development, um, as far as the copy editing for the website. Um, and because of that internship, my old boss, I guess you could say, uh, recommended me for my internship at the American Heart Association under the, under the communications director. So there I was able to see kind of like the other side with PR and putting on events for the American Heart Association. That's when Twitter was kind of getting the buzz. So starting, you know, um, what do they even call them now? Starting like chats on Twitter, like how we're having this live, yeah, Twitter chats and how we're having this live conversation. You would have a conversation with an expert in whatever field specifically for a uh, stroke and heart health. Um, so I was really driven because I didn't stop. Um, and that led me to actually changing my entire senior year uh, at Oakland University to go uh, online full-time, moved to Lansing, uh, get an apartment up there and yeah, get an apartment up there and do an internship at home TV. Um, people know how much you were paid. I was not paid. Right. I was not paid. Um, so people to understand that all yeah, I was not paid intern in media. Typically you're not paid. No. Nonprofits typically, maybe they might give you a stipend, but more or less like, nah, not really, because they feel that what you're paying is really getting and gaining that experience. Absolutely. Writing press releases, copy, learning how to use equipment. Mm -hmm. um, go on, go on and explain. No, no, you're fine. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But internships now they do pay you, which is a good thing. Um, oh, good. Finally. Yeah, most that I know of, um, even the internship that we had at CBS, they paid the interns there. So. Yeah. That was a good thing. Um, but I was in school. Um, I, I had five classes, if I'm not mistaken, and I was working almost 40 hours a week uh, at the internship. So it was a lot of sacrifices that went into that. Um, but definitely because of the tribe that I have, I was able to make those sacrifices. So um, it was a lot, but it was definitely worth it. Um, and then right after that, I was able to get my first job, which was in print. Um, it wasn't the job that I wanted. I will be honest and say that, but it was the job that I needed because it provided me with the foundations and fundamentals of journalism. Um, so after that job, I was there for maybe two and a half years, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and then I leaped out and just went for TV. And um, I went for a Flint market, which is a big deal, especially when you haven't had any um, 
as much broadcast background as I had. However, because I was going into digital, it was okay because that's kind of the next step after print. You know, if you work in print, you can honestly work in digital. Um, and if you work in broadcast, you can work in digital as well. So I got my job in uh, Flint at NBC 25 and Fox 66 as a digital, a digital content producer. Okay. Um, and then after that, moved on to CBS Detroit and came back home. Wow. So it's like a full circle. So just Absolutely. so that you know, she is still a a uh, a person that is relatively young. I guess you would say <laughs> 30. I say you're under I, 30. I'm under thirty. But she started in high school, right? She yes. worked in a major market, working at a major station, the ABC affiliate. When she said WXYZ, she was working at ABC affiliate in high school. Mm -hmm. So she had the print, the journalism. She made the sacrifice. She was still interning when she did the other television internship. She was taking five classes and, and doing all of that, moving to Lansing, which from, from where she was from Detroit is about two hours away. I mean, so when you want something, in you your family, yes, you, you'll mm -hmm. make it happen. You'll make Absolutely. it happen. And so what drives Bria is really the passion to tell stories. So kind of tell us a little bit about the stories that you want to bring to the world or the stories that you like to reveal or stories that you have told that have made a difference. Absolutely. Um, I think one in particular that has changed my life um, was a story that I did. I traveled to New York. It was one of my internships where I asked them if I could take their equipment with me to New York to do a documentary on the Youth Over Guns March. Um, mm -hmm. And this organization marched over the Brooklyn Bridge, basically discussing uh, guns and why, you know, it is not um, okay for the community just to be okay with guns and youth um, and how it's killing, you know, the youth. And it was it was a life-changing experience only because there were a lot of mistakes that I made that on that trip. Um, but I fully funded it myself. Um, wow. I, I bought my ticket. I paid for my own hotel. Wow. The only thing that was required of me was that, you know, I made it good enough for that, for it to be aired on television. Okay. Um, so this was an internship that I did at um, the Orion neighborhood television. So they, it kind of, intertwined and mingled with um, home TV as well. I got both of those internships at the same time, but I decided to go to Lansing first. Um, so then I came back home uh, afterward and did that internship. But that story really sparked me because I found out about it through um, AM Joy on MSNBC. Mm -hmm. You hear those kids just be so passionate about gun violence and why it's not acceptable and why the youth really need to step up like this is our time. I felt compelled. I felt that I had to tell that story. Um, so I got in touch with them. I got interviews from the congressmen there. I got interviews from the organizer organizers. It was it was great. It is still on my website now. Yes, I saw it on the homepage. Yeah, yeah it's still on the website now. That live is it? Uh, yep, yeah, BriaBrownEnterprises.com. Yes, BriaBrownEnterprises.com because it's down there. At the, I saw that down there at the bottom. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that you said that you were that did the internship and in the Lansing area, but then also in Orion, mm -hmm. uh, in the Lake area, yeah. where you had to learn the equipment. I guess you would say mm -hmm. which is a whole nother thing. So you've got this writing background, the journalism background, all these things too. Mind you, you have to do under pressure, under deadline, under uh, little supervision. And uh, what do you do? You Google your way through? You just ask for people for help? I mean, it's just like, well, like, your equipment. 
figure it I mean, out. In that instance, um, I let, you know, people, I let uh, the interviewers know like, hey, can you carry my equipment while I'm interviewing you? Like you won't see it in the shot, but we can't walk across this stage and I'm carrying this backpack and the mic and the and the camera. You got to help me somehow. Um, so everyone there in New York, they were very sweet. Um, but like you said, like you have to know the equipment. And that was one of the things, one of the major mistakes that I did make was I was moving so fast that I put the, um, the microphone into the wrong port in the camera. Ah, so you right. sound. So I did not have very good sound, um, but it worked in some instances because you got the sound from the atmosphere. So you could hear people protesting. And I was close enough to some of the uh, interviewers where I just put like closed caption on the bottom so that you could see what they were saying. So you got to improvise under pressure. Um, but it was definitely a learning experience for sure. Yes. Well, you had good B-roll and you can work with that. Mm -hmm. That just reminds me of a time when I uh, got uh, certified um, through our cable company to to use their equipment and take their equipment out like you did. And mm -hmm. so I was doing a workshop on social media and yeah. I set it all up and I said, all you guys have to do is just follow me with the camera, whatever. But just like you, mm -hmm. I do the right core for the sound. So yep. the whole thing was shot, but it was just shot as B-roll because all I had to voice over Yes. Good. And that was the thing I had to voice over certain things. And, you know, audio makes or breaks yeah. a story. It really does. If you have really bad audio there, people are going to cringe and, you know, it'll it'll distract them from what they're really looking, you know, the story that they're trying to hear. So, yeah. That's true. And I always tell people that that people will tolerate bad footage or video Absolutely. pictures, but mm -hmm. they not tolerate bad sound. So that is very to, true. You have to have the sound right because you that can very true. figure something else out. So mm -hmm. those that are listening. So we are live on LinkedIn, Bria, and we see a few people over here. We see Kimberly Porter. Dr. Kimberly Porter is there. She says hello. And then also too, we see some people over at Periscope. We just want to say hello to them. But we are really talking about how to really tell your story and how people can pitch you if you are a um a speaker or an author. So say Dr. Kimberly Porter, she wants to tell her story to the media. What is the best way that, or the tools that they need to have in order to pitch you, to mm -hmm. send a story idea to you? Mm -hmm. Well, first and foremost, you have to do your research. Um, so you must know that the station that I worked, I work at is it's a different station. It's not your typical uh, ABC or your typical Fox or your typical NBC here in Detroit. So that means we are more community based. We are more community led. Um, so you have to understand what my beat is and know what we actually put out for our audience. So how will our audience, you know, what what information are they going to gain from you? Why is, it, why is this story relevant? What is this going to do for the community? Um, if you're pitching me something that is happening in the state, ooh, other stations can cover that. And while that's great, I want to understand why you pitched it to me. Why did you want it at CBS? Because here, you know, these are our values. This is what we focus on. So like I said, you have to do your research, um, make sure that what you are sending to me, I can actually use. Is it different? Um, is it not the same typical story? Um, I don't want to sound rude when I say this, but some people can get very lazy and pitch you the same thing. 
Um, as far as like, if you are putting something on social media, are you going to put the same caption under Instagram? Are you going to put the same caption under Facebook, under Twitter? Those are all different media platforms and they all serve different purposes. So you should not put out the same caption that you're going to put, you know, for, um, your picture. Yeah. So that, that's one thing that I have. Personalized personalized pitches and personalized Mm -hmm. pitches are only going to be personalized what you said when Absolutely. you know the person when yes. you've done the research when you yes. followed them on twitter or looked at what stories they've written they you have a byline by all the content that you produce on your station so look mm-hmm. hit the little blue button look at all the stories you've written and see if that if what you want to pitch is very similar to the style of what her beat is, mm-hmm. it is. Too, like you said like i have so many great relationships with people because they've reached out and if they reach out to my personal email, they will say, hey, um, I'm not sure if this is the correct email for CBS pitches, but can you provide me that if this is, here's the information. If it's not, like I said, provide me that information. Um, so yeah, it's definitely been a learning experience for me as well, because I'm used to being at, a, like I said, a typical news station and our station is a little bit different. So I've kind of had to learn, you know, as well, like, the people that are pitching to me also. So, And speaking of being different as well, so COVID has made things different. So mm-hmm. talk about the time where you had to do the story. Well, basically you're like, you've got to do it alone. So mm-hmm. typically sometimes you would have some people that will do certain things for you because you've got two man crew or three man crew, but it's now it's just you. So tell us about how, how that's been different. And uh, you told me about a story before that you had to do had to do it solo, but you were like mm-hmm. both sides. Oh, and I know what it was. You set it up. You set the camera up in one way and you had to run and do this. And mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, even for this job is different because I'm literally, I don't know if you all can see it, but I'm just behind two screens all day. Um, so what has come from that is more, more emails. So how it looks different in COVID is my attention span is running like this. So if you don't grab my attention super quick, I'm I'm not going to catch it. You know what I mean? Like you have to make sure that in your subject line, you know, yes, you're saying like media inquiry, you know, community based story, local um, local organization gives back to um, kids for holidays, you know, something like that. I'm literally thinking off of the top of my head. Um, But 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 like you said, you're taking a a nanosecond uh, scroll through your email Mm -hmm. and what's going to make your attention first. And so mm-hmm. just so that people know in order to get out there, get known, you're pitching the media, do not make long pitches. No, not make long pitches. If it looks like it is over 300 words, probably not. Mm-hmm. it, That will be better. But what yeah. you're saying is that do the research, let her know why you want to see this particular story on CBS. Absolutely. And it it makes it a little bit harder, too, because sometimes I have to reach out to a publicist and say, like, hey, can you provide me a picture? Hey, can you tell me a little bit more about this? Hey, can I have the uh, social media for this person? Like, this is work that you should be providing to me because it's kind of a negative. It gives a negative vibe. Like, well, why am I doing this? Like, I'm you know, like that's that's not my job. My job is to tell the story. Your job is to pitch it to me, but you're supposed to pitch it correctly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that that's been difficult as well. But I mean, it's also been a learning experience, like I've said, where I can actually tell, you know, the person, hey, this is what I do. 
this is what I need from you. So in the future, let's make sure <laughs> you send all that to me and I will get it up as quickly as I can. So that is good. That is yeah. good. So tell us about the type of information. So say someone like uh, Dr. Kimberly, I think she has like a story. She has like a mm -hmm. long uh, article, I think that she wants to really pitch. Do, okay. do Should she pitch the story, the article that she's written, or would you rather have re, re how do you say, give the, the, the bullet points and then you write it? Or would you like the story whole? Or would you like it in a press kit? And so we can kind of talk about press kits too as well, what their purpose okay. Honestly, um, I mean, it, it's a little bit of both and it depends on the story. Um, so when I say to people, less is not always more when it comes to pitching um, because I need that valuable information. So absolutely do the bullet points. When I open an email, I do not want to have to scroll so far to where I'm like overwhelmed with content. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so definitely the who, the what, the where, the why. Um, mm -hmm. Did I say when, who, what, where, when, why? Yes, okay. Um, I was just making sure <laughs> covered all my bases. Um, make sure you have photos included. Like I said, make sure you have links. Um, give a brief summary, maybe not even five sentences. If you can't tell me in, in less than a paragraph what, what this is about, you might want to go back to the drawing board. <laughs> right. you know that? I'm, I'm trying to be super real and super um, Gravity transparent. Is you know, like it's it's a I see a lot of information all day, every day. So it's like, you know, don't don't send so much in the in the pitch. But if you provide me with the necessary things that I need, like I said, the links, the pictures, because this is a digital world. Yes. We need engaging photos. Don't just send high, me a logo. High you resolution know? photos. Yes. Don't just send me a logo and, um, you know, send me photos that can actually help the story, enhance the story. Um, if you're sending a um, B-roll shot, if you're sending a headshot, send other photos that can accompany the story. We wow. usually only use headshots when someone has been named as like a vice president, if they've been, you know, given a promotion X, Y, Z. But if this is something about, you know, our organization, you should have photos of the community, you know, you giving back to the community. If you don't, that's the first thing that you need. Mm -hmm. um, even if you send me videos, I can usually use those or usually put those, embed them into the story. Oh, um, and as far as you said, like press kits, uh, press kits, I call them the resume for your brand. There you go. I you love that. They, they're literally the resume for your brand. Um, you go, <laughs> yeah, when you go to a job interview, what do you do? You give them your resume to tell you everything, tell them everything about you and what you've done thus far. It's the same thing with your electronic press kit. It should have everything in there, photos, background information, bio, um, why this is important, um, social media, who can I get in contact with? It should have all of that in one stop. So oh goodness, make it what I, what I call, make it so idiot proof so that whoever has it will have no questions. I don't have to ask any stupid questions. Make it idiot proof. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> this you have to coin that. That's you, good. 
Oh, I say that all the time. Is it idiot proof? Because I'm telling yeah. you, there will be someone back there and says, well, what about? Mm -hmm. No, no, there's nothing you have to ask. There's no, nothing all in there. But even still, that's something that I can link back to you. I always call it the circle of digital. You always want to keep somebody um, more interested in your story than clicking on something else. So if I keep giving them information that they can link to, um, if I give them for more information, click here and it's your EPK. Then once you click to your EPK, please make sure that it's hyperlinked because then people can go to your website. They can go to your social media. They can go to your podcast. Video. Yes. yes. That's literally it's a circle of digital. And then you never know what type of relationship that might form or what type of business that might form for you. So if people want to get in touch with you to do an EPK, we call it electronic press kit. We're in a mm -hmm. world, so you do need one. It is a resume for your brand, according to Korea. How do they get that and where do they go? So they can go to my website, which is briabrownenterprises.com. That's B-R-I-A with an I, mm -hmm. uh, brownenterprises.com. You can either go to the actual EPK by BBE page, or you can go to the contact page. But both of those have all the information that you need on there. Oh, cool. I love it. I love it. So that is one of the main tools that you have. It just makes mm -hmm. you stand out from the rest when you actually mm -hmm. have those professional tools. Absolutely. And, and then the websites. So the websites that you do for people, because if someone's going to pitch you for a story, one of the first things that you're going to do is probably check them out and then mm -hmm. you look at their website. Mm -hmm. And so because you've been seeing these websites that were looking a little shaky, uh, you're now getting into the part where you help them with their website. I, I thought I was done with learning things, but I'm forever a student. Um, so I'm definitely learning how to do web development. I'm learning how to literally start from an idea and uh, work out every kink to it's it's so much even to coding. And it's it's just a world of knowledge. Um, and it's something that I definitely think will be handy um, in the future for Bria Brown Enterprises because I can not only offer you an EPK, but then all your branding is the same because then they can go to your website. Right. And once they're done with your website, then they can go to your social media. Then, you, like I said, it's the circle of digital. So, yeah, that's, yeah. that's why I, I call that um, the Ready Set Go Speak system. So I have the mm -hmm. membership community that really sends people through the different different phases. So the ready phase, just really understanding your brand. What is that mm -hmm. about? So if I were to say Bria Brown, I know what her brand is about. She sat still with mm -hmm. herself and understand what her brand is, what it is, how she wants to present it to the world. The set phase is really just more or less like really pulling together all of the the materials, the the writing, the websites, all the things you're, you're setting, you're, you're making sure that so by the time you get to the go phase, when you are actually out there pitching, you have all your materials. If they say, I need a bio, I need a photo, I need a video, you got it. Okay, mm -hmm. you don't need to scramble. And then when it says, ready, set, go, speak, now you're out there. You're actually doing your messaging. You're doing your, your sound bites. You're, you're actually continually going on platforms and places and, and that sort of thing. So it's just like, but the, the bulk of the time is really in that ready in the set phase because it's you great. understand what it is mm -hmm. that you want to communicate and then pulling the materials together. Yeah. So a part of a website that you're going to be doing is really the writing, which you probably did for the EPK anyway. So I can see how that goes hand in hand. It but really a, big, a big piece to that too is before you even do any of that, you have to know your why. 
Yes. You have to know your story because if it doesn't make sense to you, trust me, it's not going to make sense to your audience. It's not going to make sense to people that you're trying to pitch. It's not going to make sense to um, any anybody, really. Um, so you definitely have to know your story. And that's something that's, like I said, constantly evolving for me. Even now, um, working on my own brand and realizing that prior to now, because my website, while it's up, it's under construction, um, realizing that when I launched it, it was all about me. Yes, it was Bria Brown Enterprises, but it was all about me. I was the focal point. But now, um, after, like I've said, been doing research, been doing so many things and just really seeing things with my own job, now I'm pushing forth. I'm your personal digital producer. I love it. Everyone has a story. Here's mine. Mm. You know, I've done, I've worked in every part of the newsroom that you can think of. So therefore I know what the news stations are looking for. I know what digital producers are looking for. I know what you need when you want to pitch something to a news station. Let me help you authentically tell your story. Do you know what your story is? If you don't know what your story is, you got to figure it out. Cause that's, where it starts. that's mm -hmm. the foundation. Your story is your foundation. That is it. So the last question. So this this was titled "How to Be a Disruptive Storyteller." So from your viewpoint, I guess you would say, how can someone be? Because it's such a noisy world. I mean, like we got especially now. Yeah, we got Clubhouse now. We have Instagram. We've mm -hmm. got Instagram video. You've got Snapchat, Twitter, Facebook. I mean, it's just like so much. And then mm -hmm. there's continual. There's blogging. There's video blogging. There's Periscope. There's just so much. So how can someone be a disruptive storyteller and break through the noise so that they are heard and seen and get out there? Well, first and foremost, you should not be focused on the likes. I think that's where people Ooh, focus on. Mm -hmm. um, you definitely have to focus on your story. And people can tell uh, originality and they can tell authenticity from being fake. Don't try and be somebody else when you're telling your story or when you're making this persona on social media. Be yourself. Um, even with reporters, there is um, I know everyone knows like a reporter voice. Yeah. You don't have to do that. Like Yeah, like don't try and be Rhonda Walker, although she is amazing, she's a wonderful influence. Be yourself. Tell your own story. Um, like I said, do not focus on the likes. Someone sees it. Trust me. Just because they're not liking it doesn't mean that they don't see it. And a lot of times, too, um, even for me, I know that I've I've found out that I've made the most impact on social media out of state. It's people that I don't even know that I've been able to connect to because of social media, because of my story. And business has come from that because they resonated with my story because it was mine and because it was real. It wasn't Rhonda Walker's story. It wasn't Pam Perry's story. It wasn't whoever the newest influencer is story. Like it was mine and I owned it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I would definitely say do not focus on the likes. If you don't know what your story is, why do you do what you do? What makes you you? Mm -hmm. Why should people come to you instead of going to others? What can you provide to me that this person cannot? Yes, this is a, you know, everyone is doing everything now, but you bring something different to the table. What is that difference? Mm -hmm. 
What is your why? What is your purpose? And what does your brand stand for? How do you want to position it? Those are questions to really sit in what I call that ready phase before mm -hmm. you try to launch out there to really understand what makes you unique. We used to call mm -hmm. it your USP. What is your unique sales proposition? Yeah, and it really is because it is something unique. You have your own finger, finger imprint and mm -hmm. then that's it. And, and once you know that you can leverage that, Absolutely. And it could be something that you think is like, oh, my goodness, that's a terrible thing. I don't really want to reveal that. Well, the terrible thing that you think is like you don't want to reveal could be the main thing that sets you apart. I'll give right. you an example of um, a client that her name, her name was Bonnie St. John. Mm -hmm. And she um, lost her leg when she was a child. And so she had a, 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 a um, what do you call it, leg where it's a um, pair I can't think Par of the name. Paraplegic, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was like the one leg where she had, and she actually, you know. But a mm -hmm. lot of times, she, when she speaks, she would wear a skirt, and she would wear she would not wear the 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 leg that um, prosthetic. That's what it called. She would not wear the prosthetic. She would You're just right. come out without it. And people were like, "Oh my goodness, she doesn't have like the prosthetic." You know, it's like I can really see the. It's like a. Uh, the, the uh, metal part of her leg mm -hmm. and that was really what made her unique and that is actually the thing that put her in O magazine mm -hmm. the thing that she was that maybe she the wanted thing to that you so about is yeah absolutely mm -hmm. absolutely that i think people just need to focus on like you said building their digital footprint because mm -hmm. then people people love to see growth yes so yeah. if they see you started in 2016 to where you are now, everything doesn't have to be perfect. Just start. Yes. Oh, it's so it's so cliche. Like so like start the podcast. You, just started. you know, you may not have everything you need, but you have your purpose and that's enough. You have your dream and that's enough. When my, you when have I, the internet. That's enough. <laughs> you when know? I did my first uh, video podcast, and you see how we are right now. It's close up face, mm -hmm. oh, but we're both sitting back a little bit. Mm -hmm. And before when I did it, our faces were, it was so close. It was like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. And I couldn't figure out how to pull it back. But yeah. now I can. But that was growth, right? Yeah, people <laughs> love the growth. And that shows a testament to them. You never know who you're um, inspiring by just going. Yeah. So definitely um, just focus on your digital footprint. Just focus on your story, focus on being authentic and focus on resonating with your audience. That's that. all. I love it. So Rita <laughs> Brown, thank you for being a disruptive storyteller. That's what you do. That's what you have been doing your entire career. I can't <laughs> wait to see what your next phase is going to be about. Oh, it's uh, going to be lit, Pam. Don't it's worry. It's going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> She started, out, she started out in a big market at a big station. So she's going to be running things for sure. So you keep your eye on Bria J. Brown. Okay. <laughs> so with that, thank you so much. I know you got to get to your next story. So thank you so much for joining. Get out there, get known. Please like, share, and subscribe to us in iHeartRadio, in iTunes, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. And we're even on YouTube. So if you want to see how cute Bria is, you can just check us out there as well. <laughs> All wow. right. Well, thanks a lot, Bria. And we will talk to you soon. God bless. Thank you so much. You've been listening to the Get Out There and Get Known podcast brought to you by PamPerryPR.com, where you'll get insider tips on how to build your platform, pitch the media, and promote yourself with confidence. 
Head over to PanPerryPR.com and get the exclusive video training on the seven must-have marketing materials you need before you pitch in order to be considered in media places or superstar stages. PanPerryPR.com, where you help you shine like a superstar.